The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Do you know what I'm predicting? Bad pod. <laughs> no, great pod. I'm on the VP, hard, I'm baby. On, I'm on the hard seltzers. I can't believe you've cracked a pals at 1.16pm on a Tuesday. I'm drink approximately a third of this it. This is the carnival. This is the long weekend that will never end. This is the real pod. And welcome to The Real Pod. This is your reality TV and real life New Zealand podcast. My name's Janie. I'm joined by Alex Casey. Hello there. Hello. <laughs> and noticeably absent, one Duncan Grieve. Where is that man? I suppose he's the managing editor of the popular media website, The Spin-Off. And to that end, perhaps he's busy doing things that are I important. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think it's he's at the news. beach. Uh, he might be at the beach. Um... I don't know where he is. I have no idea where he is. I don't know what he's doing. I just know that he's not here. <laughs> and I hate it. I think he'll be back next week. And he's hating it too. He really wanted, again, for us to move things around or find some he's sort like, of way. He's like, like, he's like, I've got 10 minutes on Thursday morning <laughs> <laughs> between 8.30 and 9. It's like, no. no. <laughs> we cannot. Uh, but he will be here hopefully next week, but I don't want to make any promises. If you would like to join the Real Pod Corner, that's a place where all our um, – Mates get together, our, all, all pre- our best pretend mates. Best, I mean, they're real friends. mates, but they're mates, many of whom we have not met. Uh, they get together and they talk about the stuff that we talk about on the podcast and many, many other things besides. You can find The Real Pod Corner on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Real Pod Corner. Let's get into the real news. Pods have been discontinued. Okay, not podcasts. For now. Well, okay, not podcasts, obviously, because you're listening to, to one right now. For now. But pods, the delicious bite-sized morsels. The perfect New Zealand snack. Gone. What is happening? I didn't know. Okay, do you remember when pods first came out? I mean, I don't remember specifically, but I've always enjoyed them. I think it was video store. It was the it was the like end of the video store era. Yeah, and pods almost like kept me coming back. <laughs> they had Mars flavor. They had Snickers, and I think that was all. Yeah, it feels like there was a whole range. But when you look at the news items about this, they just reference the Mars and the Snickers. So, but perhaps because it's such a divert, you know, in and of itself, so many it layers, is, yeah. textures, flavors mm. that you think you're having more. So it's like Toby Manhai didn't know what a pod was. Okay, like shame on all of us to be honest for letting this happen, because it's a classic case of you don't know what it, you've got until it's gone. You just assume it's going to be there when it tickles your fancy. But you need to be regular about your purchases of the things you enjoy, otherwise they're going to get discontinued. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the last time I had pods was. When I went to see Godzilla vs. Kong, and it was awesome. Okay, so a classic movie snack. Classic. Some people put them in with the popcorn, which I don't agree with because I think too much crunch. Yeah, right, as in take a, take a handful of popcorn and there might be a pot in there. Mm. 
No. No. Enjoy on its own merits. Standalone. And I will, I mean, I really hope that I can fulfill my food fantasy, which is filling a bowl with pods and then pouring milk in it and eating it like cereal. A pod's... They're discontinued, but oftentimes that means there's still a few lurking around. There'll be some in a dairy somewhere. Okay. If you see those, snap them up and send them to Alex. I can't believe I didn't do it. You've got to live every day. <laughs> You've got to live every day like it's your Eat last. Eat every snack <laughs> as if it will be discontinued. Live your food fantasy now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a really sad day. Um, yeah, road trip snack as well uh, for many. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, also an office snack. I feel like the last time I had them was right here in the spin-off offices. Like there wow. was a, a, a pack hanging around. It's an occasion, yeah. a pod. Also, and I know that grazing tables are extremely controversial, mm-hmm. uh, but they are a good grazing table addition yes. if, you, if you were so inclined. They're hardy. They well. are. Okay, so let's say, for those who don't know what pods are, I mean, you're never going to know the amazingness, but the little tiny, um, they look like little UFOs, mm-hmm. uh, and they're like a crunchy base, like a wafery, crunchy base, but thicker than a wafer. Thicker than a wafer. But not quite biscuit. Somewhere in between that. Mm. I, yeah, almost like a cereal, like a, like a Milo like cereal. Like the Milo cereal. Mm. Same shape, it's in the, this little <laughs> boat shape. And then inside that is your gooey filling, whether it be Snickers or Mars inspired. And then on top of that, a, like a hard chocolate shell. Yeah. And like, like, a, like a lovely little clam. <laughs> so many ways to describe a pod. Oh my God, it is like a lovely little clam. Chocolate clam. Anyway, RIP pods. Uh, it's a make your voice heard. Yeah, well, I people have still been. time. 2,600 people, more than that, in fact, have signed an online petition calling on Mars NZ to bring back the pods. Bring back my pods. And also sometimes you'd get one that didn't have the filling in it, all the chocolate. It would just be the shell, and that would be a bit of fun. That would be a rip-off, <laughs> what that would be. But there's always one in the bag, and you're like, oh, there you are. The runt of the litter. <laughs> the runt pod. <laughs> we could do the whole... We could do a pod the pod. The whole podcast. Pods pod. The, could be a pods pod. This is a, this is a tribute to pods pod. Okay? Yes. Even if we're not talking about it, still we're thinking about it. Pods would have been the perfect sponsor. Why did we not think oh, about this? I feel like they probably didn't have any money and that's why. Maybe, they, they maybe we can save them through being the real pod sponsor. I mean, we did increase the awareness of cheesy garlic bread when Nando's sponsored us. We still did. good, by the way. Still yum. Still really totally good. support Nando's and their delicious cheesy garlic bread. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just a sponsor commitment. Uh, and we could do the same thing for you, Mars, if you're listening. <laughs> Big chock. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Shanae from, oh, you can't talk. Into the coffin oh, you go. Hold on. Into the coffin <laughs> you go. Boom. All right, she's gone. It's just us. You should see what Alex is wearing today. <laughs> oh, I jest. Um, but Sinead from Bachelor NZ was shown on Moses's Instagram having a lovely meal, presumably with Moses. Uh, so make of that what you will. I don't think he follows actually many of the Bachelorettes on Instagram, so it's like a big call for him to be showing her publicly on his stories. Oh, she's coming out. She's coming out of the crypt. What was the meal? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Hang on. Let me talk about something. Well, was it a restaurant meal or was it a home-cooked meal? Oh, no, it was cafe. Yeah, no, it was cafe. Right, brunch, eggs beanie. It is a big fat pancake with bananas, bacon and maple syrup. Very rustic, like not a fancy, fancy one. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Sunday is for pancakes and coffee. Oh, there's some chippies there, hot chippies with 
tomato sauce by the looks and aioli. So, ooh la la. It's a good sounding brunch. Brunch is something you do after you've spent the night and had a big sleep in, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Is it? I don't, I don't want to say anything. Is it? I don't want to assume anything, <laughs> but just do with that what you will. Okay, the Masked Singer, I was going to say judges, but they're not called judges, are they? They're called the Guessing Panel. <laughs> the Guessing Panel has been announced. And I'm it is, so excited. It is all of New Zealand, isn't it? Huh? Isn't the Guessing Panel all of New Zealand? Well, really? yes, but we have our, our four um, on representatives. Camera. <laughs> yeah. on, on camera representatives. And it's a hot lineup, and I am so excited who, about this show. Who is it, Alex? So we've got the the two kind of main ones, as in they're in the middle, I don't know, is um, Reese Darby mm-hmm. and Lady Six, which I think is an incredible get. Um, she was, I understand from reporting, uh, this is outside of the coffin information, uh, that she was actually approached to be a mask but she was like, nah, fuck that. I want to be on the guessing panel, okay. which is real cool. If you sit in the middle, when you say they're the main ones, what you really mean is they're getting more money than the other two on the outside? I, that's my I assumption. Don't know. I know You're you don't know. A lot of things I'm today. not asking you to confirm anything. I'm just saying when I, I assume Simon Cowell is getting more money than he's literally the only person I can remember from X Factor. Yeah, I feel like he's from. not a good example either because he kind of like owns a format. That's and stuff, true. That's true. He's, so he's yeah, taking a, he's clipping the ticket. He's clipping the, t- he's clipping the ticket twice <laughs> when the facts change. Actually, when the facts change is a great podcast, <laughs> and you should listen to it. It's out every Friday, and it features my friend and yours, Bernard Hickey. Yeah, he might not be your friend yet, but he will be after you listen to the podcast. It's all about economics and journalism and politics and the intersection of, of those things and business. Mm. Yeah, so have a listen. And my personal friend Sharon Casey also on the guessing panel. Okay, we're, we're moving away from <laughs> exchange now. Uh, yes, Sharon Casey, um, always dresses lovely and apparently very generous sharing around her outfits. As we've heard. As we've Which discussed on this podcast. With. And um, James Roquet, who is an Auckland comedian. It's just a great, it's a great mix of people. It's a great balance. I feel like Lady Six is bringing a lot of... Um, Gravitas? She brings gravitas. Legitimacy. She brings legitimacy. She makes the show feel real, and I think it's going to be great. I am really looking forward to it. And how are you feeling about Clinton Randall as our host? I feel like the host is, is not that important. Ooh, it's all okay. about the panel. All right, the it's contestants. All about the, panel. the contestants, whom we don't know who they are, except for one of them who accidentally let it slip, but we're obviously not going to spoil that for you, will be dressed as various creatures from a tuatara to a monarch butterfly and they're going to be eliminated and unmasked each week until there is one winner left because I feel like we maybe haven't actually explained the format of no. the show. <laughs> and it, they can be anyone from singers to celebrities to – it doesn't have to be singers, right? Mm. Like Kermit the Frog was one mm. of the masked singers in the U.S., so famous singer. But to be fair, he's a famous singer, he's a famous singer. and a celebrity. Um, but good luck guessing that it was him, you know? Yeah. If you haven't seen the show before, I would just recommend searching Gremlin performance of Stand By Me and then Gremlin reveals himself. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm going to You've got to watch it. I will. I will. You've got to watch it. It Say is the no best, one of the best TV moments I have ever seen in my whole life. And the person inside is such a surprise. Although if you watch the performance, it might be quite obvious. Okay, listen. RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under is starting this Saturday on TVNZ On Demand first, like evening time, right? 6pm mm-hmm. or something. And then it goes to like proper television. TV2 at 8.30. TV2 at 8.30. A reminder that we have a lovely Drag Race podcast called 
Drag Race Down, Down Under, Under the, the covers. covers. It's hosted by Eli Mathewson and Chris Parker. Very, very funny guys and also very, very keen on Drag Race. And they're also going to have guests from the drag community in each week. So it's actually just dropping right here in the Real Pod feed. You don't like, need to do anything. You don't have to do anything unless you're not subscribed to the Real Pod already. In which case, subscribe and then it will just pop up and you'll love it. Okay? And tell your mates and your flatties. Tag your flatties. I want to talk quickly about Crocs before we get to the real review. Okay. Because the Oscars just happened mm-hmm. and the big winner on the night was Questlove's gold Crocs that he wore on the I did the not carpet. see these. Golden Crocs. Now, are you talking gold, I'm solid talking, gold? N- no, of course not. Well, that would be I'm, extremely <laughs> heavy. <laughs> I'm talking metallic gold coloured. Wow, Have you found them? I found them. Quite a statement, hey? It looks like a little spray paint jobby. It does. I mean, they look very custom. <laughs> Possibly done at home. Yeah. Uh, but, all you know, everyone's talking about it, and by everyone I mean you and me right now. Wow. So my question is this. Was Moses onto something? Is this a Crocs? Is this really becoming a thing now, like properly, like well, internationally? It, it has been, I, isn't it? On the runways, I don't you know. see them. Yeah, but the runway's but not real. The, the <laughs> runway's not real life. The red carpet's a little bit. Closer. The Oscars are real. Life. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, the Bachelor is real life. The Bachelor is real life, and Moses wore Crocs a lot. A croc with a sock, mm. uh, a croc sand sock, and crocs for art. There were crocs are plenty and plenty of talk about crocs. And so I'm just popping this in here just to keep an eye on as a developing story. It's the new last bell. Croc watch. Croc Do watch. you have crocs? No. And I've never considered owning a pair until I saw Questlove wearing those gold ones. Mm. My question to you is do you go for the statement croc or do you keep it subtle? It's a good question. Two people in my life I'm very close to, both major croc enthusiasts. My partner, Joe has a bright yellow pair, which I actually bought him for Christmas. Please tell me your mum wears crocs. My mum wears crocs, but only white. <laughs> She's like, really, she will not wear any other colour of croc, which is seems stupid because it is like a garden painting sort of shit. Not anymore. This is my point. And the only, up until uh, recently, the only people who could get away with crocs were nurses. Mm. And, and you're holding a pal saying that. I am. I am. So and that's your message. That's my, that's my <laughs> message to you. Uh, so now they're coming into the community, they're spreading around like a virus, and uh, your mum's wearing white ones, which is highly impractical, but bold. But is it a statement? It's a statement. Absolutely. Yeah. And, she, and just like that is her choice, that she would not waver. Does she wear them uh, out and about or just in the garden? Uh, just around the house, I would say. Maybe for like a dog walk around the block, but they're slippery. You have to be careful. She's. I've seen my mum's. Not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, my I've mum's seen just had my mum slip down the stairs many times wearing Crocs. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but my mum's literally just had a hip replacement surgery no, after slipping not... over and fracturing her hip. <laughs> Sorry, was she wearing Crocs? No, no, Could she have been wasn't. Worse. No, take that out. Okay, let's get onto the real <laughs> review. This is great. Five out of five for me. It's the nicest thing that's ever happened, and that's the real review. Okay, the cornies, they know. They know we're talking about their real reviews and now they're real reviewing like absolute maniacs in the hopes of getting shouted out on the podcast, I can only assume. And that's exactly what's going to happen right now. They're not, they don't want money, do they? No. No. They, do they? This they're isn't... not. Just let you know, cornies. Cornies, by the way, are a affectionate name for the folks who are in the Real Pod Corner, that Facebook group I talked about earlier. Um, 
they they just they're just lovely people, aren't they? They just want a bit of bit of air time. Yeah, yeah. We're not you're not getting any money, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is a really interesting one actually because there's a lot to unpack in this very small photo. Um, Brittany has posted a photo of the Breast Cancer Foundation NZ biscuits, and she her review is simply this: they're girl guides, but not. So they look like a girl guide biscuit. It sounds like they taste like a girl guide biscuit. But in the background, on the arm of her sofa, she's got a cup of tea and what looks to be like a homemade choc chippy biscuit, which I think is all the review you need. Like if you're eating a biscuit, but you've got a backup better biscuit. Backup biscuit. Can I see the image, please? Yeah, yes, of course, certainly. Um, the I have access to what the podcast listeners do not. <laughs> Just Google it. We're on a girl guide biscuit. You'd have the girl guide logo. This is the pink ribbon logo, but it's not pink it's just biscuit coloured just, just sort of a yellowy vanilla I feel like blicky. the girl guys logo holds more flavour <laughs> the flavours the flavours in the logo yeah the flavour of the, the logo that is exact, made of exactly the same thing as the biscuit itself yeah okay. maybe it's because it can catch more butter Sorry. Do you know what I mean? With you not at you. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Indeed. I don't know. Girl Guy Biscuits stopped being a thing, right? Or can you still buy them online? I think they're over. Well, they're not. <laughs> they're just they've been reborn yeah, in, uh, in the Breast Cancer Foundation New Zealand Bicky. Good cause. Go buy some and eat them. Abby has also done a real review for us. She's reviewed three things, one of which we've already had on, which was the Raspberry Jude Squiggles. So I'm not going to do that. Sorry, Abby, it's not that your opinion doesn't count. It's just we've already done it. Um, but the crunchy caramel M&Ms, she says, these remind me of a Dame bar, D-A-I-M. Never had one. Never had that. Or, or Heath bar, maybe Heath help. I don't know. Again, one of the best novelty flavor M&Ms for ages. I need more ASAP, 9.5 out of 10. I feel like she's talking about kinds of snacks we've never even heard of before. She's obviously... A dame bar is from Swiss. What about a Heath bar? Oh, I can't Google fast enough. Heath uh, bar. Candy. Yum. From? From? She's let me down. The USA. Okay. <laughs> if you're sort of like a globe-trotting connoisseur of candy, you might know what a Dame bar and a Heath bar is, and apparently these are similar. Okay. Fudge toffee pops. She says, I don't get it. They seem to be toffee pops with no toffee and with Russian fudge kind of filling instead. Three per section, so they're not thick boys, not like the raspberry juice squiggles. Um, and she gives them six out of ten because they're still chalky bickies, but next time she's going to get the original toffee pops. I think toffee pops are a classic. I wouldn't mess with them. There's too many new things. Why is there so many? <laughs> I have to ask you. It doesn't Fudge seem toffee pops. It doesn't seem economically viable. Do they do it because oh, you know you've got to change out the ingredients in the machinery and all that, and then you've got to come up with new packaging and marketing. Do they do it so that you will be reminded of how good the original product is and it that just puts it back on your game. radar? Yeah, maybe they're just like throwing all this novelty stuff at us to then do a pullback and yeah. it's like we're going back to the 50s. And it's like a loss leader. I don't know leader. when the toffee pops came out. But <laughs> loss leader or something, you know, is that what? Is that? Is that? So, so you sell something. No, that's, that's loss when you, leader. That's loss leader when you sell something cheaper and maybe even lose money on it so that you can. Then this is when the facts change. change. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break and then we come back. Reality check. Talk to you soon. Talk at you soon. Bad pod. 
Hey there, it's local comedians Chris Parker and Eli Matthewson. And we're hosting a new podcast called Drag Race Down Under the Covers. It's about cars. Just kidding. Just it's kidding. about drag queens and the new drag show hitting TVNZ on demand. We're going to be getting into all the gossip, recapping the episode, and talking to local drag artists around New Zealand. So, so subscribe to The Real Pod if you haven't already, and we'll be in there with a grin. Disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> right oh, Alex, you've watched Pop Stars this week. I have. Good on you. Where's me medal? <laughs> <laughs> I actually um really, really enjoyed it. I watched last night's episode, so they're down to the top twelve. Okay. Are uh, they are they in a house together? Yes, yeah, so they're <sighs> staying in that place in Grey Lynn that's like the nun the, oh, con- the convent. convent. Yeah. So it's like a hotel or a, it's like a boutique accommodation, right? That's yeah. an, an old nunnery. Yeah. Which I was, I don't know, I was imagining kind of a splashy bachelor mansion, but this is actually kind of cooler. And so they've all kind of moved in. I mean, they're all really young, mm-hmm. like, like 17, 18. It's crazy. And so the, the, the irony with that is like the first kind of their major challenges, top 12, who were all, I think, under 20, was to like rearrange Tonight by True Bliss. Oh! Which was amazing because they did it. It was a great challenge. It was a great challenge. They did it in the Mercury Theatre and True Bliss themselves, knee curly binding, were <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> and it was awesome. Like they were they broke off into like little groups. And I just really, really liked it. It was a great challenge. Joe Cotton crying her eyes out constantly. And it was just really funny because they were like, Do you know who these women are? <laughs> when True Bliss walked out and they were kind of like, Yeah. But I could tell. I don't think they I'm old enough to be all of their parent. Hang on. Parent? All, all of their... All of their, all of their parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to be, so I can't be parents. Mm. But that's terrifying. It is slightly terrifying. And they're, they're, very, they're very talented. They can do everything. I hate people they can do, like that. They can do stuff on the computer. I hate people like that, like Jonathan. Sorry, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, pointing at Jonathan right now. Um, Turning on Jonathan in the room. Only because I'm jealous, though. Mm. I'm... I wouldn't even say jack of all trades, but I'm so average at everything and terrible at most things. Does that make sense? I'm average at everything that I'm remotely skilled at, but most things I'm actually terrible at. <laughs> <laughs> it's a riddle. And if you know the answer, email us, podcast at thespinoff.co.nz. <laughs> I'm not even good at explaining myself. Mm. Yeah, it's a good example. They also did the second half of the episode. They kind of spoke to some man with grey hair who does beat poems. I forgot. I don't know anyone's names involved in this program apart from Kimbra. And they got to, like, write a letter to their younger selves. Oh, I love a letter to your younger self. If you're 16, are you writing to, like, yourself when you're five? Yes. Yes. And what are you saying then? Stay in school. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. If you were to write a letter to um, 21-year-old Alex Casey to be presented to yourself and you only had one piece of advice, one line, what would it be? 21? Yeah. That doesn't even seem like that long ago. Okay, don't don't rub it in. Get your your driver's license, you lazy shit. How long did you take to get your driver's license? I still don't have it. What? I've been on my learners for 10 years. That's a license. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm dancing with the devil every day, every every damn day. Do not admit that publicly because we have a huge police following or NZTA following or whoever it is that is responsible for driver licensing in New Zealand. 
Um, what would your piece of advice be to your 21-year-old self? Um, d- don't fuck shit up as much as you're going to. Yeah. Just wow. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty hard on myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could get Jonathan to put a beat under that. Yeah. And, and it could be. And that's a song. Yeah. But they did this challenge and it was actually extremely emotional. Not like ours. I mean, yours was actually quite heavy <laughs> and I'm sort of freaking out about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, it's just you're getting a sense now of the individuals and what they bring and it feels like a proper show now. It sounds like there's a very diverse range of ages. I can't wait to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Can old people not be pop stars? Of course they can't. I think, no, I think there was even a cutoff for auditions, like at 24 or something. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, no, okay. That's that's for like X Factor or something where they have like the over, over 75s group. You know, this is not that show. Okay, I might come I might come into it now that Max yeah. is winding up. Yeah, it's a good um, time. Is there anything else you want to add? No. Okay, because speaking of maths. Well, should we just get Johnny and Carrie out of the way? Gorgeous vows. Beautiful. I cried. I cried. They're in love. They're going to get married. I'm so excited. I just, I mean, they're, they're, I don't know that they're going to get properly married, but I would like that to happen. They do definitely seem like they have benefited from having been through marriages before and coming into it from the same kind of stage and place in life. Mm-hmm. Um, also, her dress to die for. To die for the setting, the flat, big flower wall, botanic oh, gardens, amazing. Then what else happened? Oh well, then there's oh, which one do you want to do first? I don't know. Oh, let's do Melissa and Bryce. Melissa and Bryce. Now here was the moment where my partner Joe and I were sitting on the couch, and I was determined that this was going to be Melissa's moment I knew of retribution. It, I knew it wasn't. That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. But I've been operating on this thing where I've been able to suspend my values and morals <laughs> because I was like, there's no way production would put her through this unless she got to have her retribution, unless Bryce got his comeuppance at the end. I was like, there's no way that they could be behind this if that doesn't happen. Have you seen this show before? <laughs> I know, but I feel like things are changing. They're I thought not. it was going to be different this time. It's never different. They're falling in love with each other. I know. And I kind of think that they, I don't know, I definitely think she is. I think that Bryce has got caught out. I mean, the rumours are that the girl on the outside was like right up until the very last, like he did break up with her, but not until like a couple of days before the vows. I don't know. I'm like, you know, I've owned 99.9%. I haven't seen all the evidence. (laughs) So I'm just saying what I have read and heard on the Daily Mail. And... I think he's gone to this. He's got to this point where he's like, "Fuck! Uh, if I come out of this and um, I don't got pick Melissa or I don't stay with her, then I'm going to be at Shit's Creek." So uh, now I'm going to commit to her for some time mm. until I can break up. You know, mm-hmm. like he's he's basically going to stay with her for some time. I just don't. I could with the bit where they're like talking to the camera about how happy they are, and Melissa's looking up at him, all doe eyed, and she, and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, good, yeah." Got the, yeah, 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 we're in yeah, love. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go to Canberra. Yay! <laughs> it just, I didn't buy it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, we we didn't actually talk about, it, but when they had their last moment together, that was really telling because, like, Johnny and Kerry were hugging each other, being yeah. like, "I feel like my heart's being ripped out of my chest. I can't be away from you." And Bryce like got his little wheelie bag and was like, "Adios," <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, and just walked away. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's such, I hate it. It's such bullshit. And now it's like making me think about there's all this extra stuff happening around the show, right? There's that giant petition now for Channel 9 to, like, apologize for the way that they've handled really? that story. No, that. And they're having Bryce on the show. And, I mean, I'm still crossing my fingers. Maybe the reunion. 
Melissa will get <laughs> her moment. Maybe. 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 We'll see. The other two, what are they called? Jason and Alana. Now, this, this is amazing. This was really, really interesting. There was, for a start, there was, they did it on a beach, very public, and there was a kid or someone in a red t shirt trying to get into <laughs> shot, which was hilarious <laughs> during their final vows. Uh, but we knew, we knew before. Alana even started walking up that beach aisle that she was going to turn Jason down. She'd said it in her pre-roll. She mm-hmm. was talking about how her time apart from him was very telling because she was hoping that it would indicate to her that she missed him a lot and that they should be together, but it did the opposite. Okay. Meanwhile, Jason's all like, I'm, in, I'm falling in love mm-hmm. with her. He's he ringing his mum. Mum's all like, if you've got a good thing, grab it with both hands. And so we can see where this is going. Heartbreaksville. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then something turns something. on that beach. The wind changes and a child runs past. <laughs> and Alana can see a future with Jason after his vows, Yeah, we, we should say. So his vows were beautiful. They um, were. He's falling in love with her and so on and so forth. And the whole time, her fa- I mean, if he couldn't tell from her face that she was about to dump him, he is an absolute idiot. <laughs> <laughs> she just looks so uncomfortable. She definitely looked like someone who didn't want to hurt the person they were about to hurt. Mm. And then it got to her vows and she was just, she was quite brutal, I thought, for a breakup vow. She was like, you know, because they seemed like things were quite good between them. And then she was just like, you know, you did this and you did that. Um, And then she just changed her mind. (laughs) Changes her mind mid-sentence, seemingly. Yeah, and And you can really tell because she was very, like, scripted, monotone, reading off the cards, all the bad things, and you could see Jason's face dropping and getting devastated. And then she just started talking without looking down and just in a normal kind of tone with a lot more dynamic to her voice, and she was like, but I want to give this a go and just see how it works out. Yeah, and, and he, that's what I've always written. And now I'm going to throw the cards into the wind and no one look at those ever again. <laughs> he did say to her, did you just change your mind right now? And she was like, yep. <laughs> awesome moment. I mean. I, I, yeah, good on her. I mean, I think he. When, it was apparently when he said that he was falling in love with her that she was like, oh, okay, maybe I do have some feelings. Maybe yeah. I do want to see this I mean, you might as well just say yes and then. Yeah. yeah, just see how it goes. Yeah, cut it off a week later. Right, so that's. The second lot of vows, but before we do, I just, I know this is weird and this is going off script quite a lot, which is very unusual for us, but I just want to qu- drop in a quick Colin's Cranny. Wow, okay. Cran away. Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. 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 Colin's Cranny. Oh. <laughs> It was the chair. It was the chair. It was the chair. It was the chair, she says. Mm-hmm. You know how Shia once sang, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way. And then she went on about, I'd take back all the words. If I were to sing that song, it would be, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I would look at Colin Mathura Jeffrey's Twitter and read his live updates of Maths AU, which I didn't realise that he was doing on Twitter. Wow. It's not very catchy and it doesn't rhyme, but mm. it's me speaking my truth. We need to do a redo. We need to do the whole podcast again. <laughs> do the whole podcast again. We need to turn back time. So Colin's been live tweeting Maths AU and I didn't know. Amazing. Amazing. What are the highlights? Have you got some? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have none. I'm just distraught that it even happened and I wasn't across it. Did I tell you that I saw Colin? 
uh, at that weird wellness event I went to. And uh, he, I talked to him about the cream donut coffins, and he had obviously already seen it. Oh, he had already seen it. He knew all about it. He did. He knew all about it. Did it give you any indication? Sorry if you're new to this podcast. We're referencing something we talked about in an episode about two or three episodes ago. Um, but did he did he make any statement about what kind of coffin he would choose? Were he to choose? He indicated coffin? very strongly that he wanted the cream donut right. one. So, so I really could. would love him to have a lamington one, but let's face it, lamingtons are square. But it's the length, yeah. yeah. You can get those long family lamingtons. Why do we have to lay down in a coffin though? Could why could we go feed him? <laughs> is that is rigor mortis an issue with that? <laughs> I'm just thinking if someone were to opt for a lamington coffin, <laughs> and is there an issue at the cemetery with that? But if you can cremate it, surely I think it's like the second you die, you have to go into that right. before rigor mortis sets in. <laughs> <laughs> you need to jump straight into the Lamington position. <laughs> so it's not impossible. But then I guess you have issues with, uh, you know, like at the crematorium where they have the, the, you know, where you get lowered into or whatever. It might not be shaped for that. It might be changing the whole industry. Just a thought, they though. They need to build square... Um they need to be more, <laughs> they need to be more open-minded. Okay, anyway. But you get burnt in the Lamington. I don't know. How yeah, I don't know anything about death. That's how. Do you think they take people out of the coffins and they reuse them? I thought you got them? buried in the Lamington. Well, you get burnt or buried. Oh, okay. Either way, but even if you were to get buried in a Lamington, that's going to affect your <laughs> plot size. So that's like, again, it's it's reorganising the whole kind of cemetery layout. Mm. Yeah. But no, Colin said he wanted the cream donut. Okay. So he could quote unquote cream over everyone at the funeral. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just quoting. I'm a journalist. I'm reporting. Okay. Um, thanks, Colin. For News, that. not views. Wow. Is I, that too rude it, for the pod? No, it's fine. It's we'll fine. beep it out. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to the second lot of vowels. It's okay. interesting because it suggests that the coffin is exploding or something <laughs> as well. Anyway. He <laughs> was just using it as an excuse to be to be rude. He was rude, rude pod. Yeah. He'll show us rude. Okay, so first of all I want to say about the vowels. Who's writing these vowels? Because it sure ain't the contestants. <laughs> Every single lot of these vowels is of a certain arc. Mm-hmm. Like a certain narrative arc of like bad stuff, good stuff, decision. Yeah. And I feel like I could do a great job of that. Is there you can a see maths, all the beats. Yeah. <gasps> is there a maths vowel writer job going anywhere? Not that I'm unhappy here by the way. <laughs> You could do a like side hustle, freelance side hustle, yeah, yeah, on five nights and weekends, five or something. Mm. So, what is that arc? Can you describe it? The arc is like the arc is saying nice things about like when you first got there, like when I first saw you, yada yada yada, and then moving into something, make them think you're going to say you want to spend the rest of your life with them, Mm. then pivot quite Mm. suddenly with a big. But or however. however, and then go into some of the hot points of moments of conflict and how they made you feel, and then one of two things happens: you say, "And for that reason, I don't want to continue," or you go, "However, again, my feelings for you are such that blah 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 blah," and you, you do the you do the fake. It's a fakey. Mm, it's a it's a fakey. How like yeah or but. Having doubts is normal. Yeah. That's always what they say. Yeah. Belinda said that. And as we saw with Alana, mm-hmm. you know, changing the script on the fly. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing work. And uh, let's dive into this week's vows and see see who did what. 
Jake and Bex. Beck is 50-50 on Jake. Seems like seems like if you're 50-50 and you're walking into final vows, probably a no. Would that not yeah. be? Jake wore a tie and she loved that. Oh, yeah. And she, she was like, if you, if you could go back and wear that tie on our wedding day, would you? And he'd be like, he was like, yep. She didn't say anything about his teeth this time, thankfully, or his tattoos. <laughs> would you also get your teeth fixed and, and remove uh, your tattoos? <laughs> That sort of thick, thin Lizzie concealer for those tats. Um, so the big surprise here is that they decide to make a go of it, which is just, I mean... What wh- happens to these people in these few weeks where they are apart is what I want to know. Well, I think for Beck, sorry for being like a negative Nancy here and in in, in not a true believer in love and mm. change, but I think Beck just wants as much airtime as possible and as much publicity out the back of this as possible. And that includes staying with the husband that you mostly hate uh, so that you can at least get a few magazine covers, Mm -hmm. a bit of Daily Mail time, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I understand that about Bex. It's Jake's decision that I don't understand. He said that he, a part of him, loves her. Which part? Which part? (laughs) (laughs) Which part? Is it possibly the part that hasn't... Hasn't slept with her yet and would at least like to tick that off? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't That's know. a nasty thing to assume. He said, you were rude, condescending, <laughs> and cold. Just what I've been looking for in a life. And I love you for <laughs> it. <laughs> he said, no woman has ever made me feel each and every emotion. Anger, frustration, sadness, <laughs> even love. <laughs> it's like... What are you saying? There's an imbalance there. <laughs> I just, he, I don't know. Is there any possibility that the edit painted Beck in an unfavourable light when, in fact, there were lots of lovely things about her we didn't get to see? There's not as there. I just don't know why you wouldn't put it in because you want us to be on the journey. Otherwise, it just looks... Like a sham. Uh, and we're all in on love, even <laughs> despite what you just said. Despite me saying I am not in on love, we are all in on love. Um, I also love how Beck was like, um, you know, we're so different. Your cynicism compared with my good humour and banter. It was like, what are you talking about, Beck? He is constantly nigging on him. Mm. Even when she's trying to say something nice. And Liam does the same thing with Georgia. Yeah. He's trying to say nice things about her. He does it in a way that is, like, really horrible. The neg. This anyway, is all goes back to the game. Next week we get to find out if, if these people are all still together. So hold, 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 your, on to your... hold on to your hats and horses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's next? Belinda and Patrick. I mean, we, we knew where this was going. We knew where it was going, and it was going to a lovely, sweet, naive place uh, where hopefully they'll get to say, I love you. Did they say I love you? Well, Belinda said that she had fallen in love with Patrick, yeah. and, and he I think he's been saying it since day dot, really. What's the difference? Love guru. What's the falling difference between love. falling in love with you and I love you? It's two, two things that we hear a lot on reality TV, and they seem to have very different meanings. Falling in love is just pretty catch-all, isn't it? It's, I think falling in love is one foot still not quite on the property, you know? One foot out of the lamington grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fully committing to the I love you, because when you say I love you, you're all in. It's just kind of an awkward... I feel like no... Have we even seen someone say I love you on maths? Oh, no, Kerry and Johnny did. Yeah. Yeah, we have seen it. We yeah. have seen it. But we've also seen 
then, then, then he's also beginning to fall in love with you. Mm, beginning to think about that four-letter <laughs> that four letter word, as Bryce, as Bryce said. <laughs> but no, they're in love. It's all fine. Patrick was nervous and he was sweating and he said that he was shitting chicken nuggets everywhere, which, you know... Compared to shitting carrots on day one. If he keeps going, he's going to have a whole whole plate full of all the major food groups. It's a platter. <laughs> shitting pods? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> okay, now for the big finale, uh, Georgia and Liam. This was wow. really dramatic. This came out of nowhere for me. I was so... I was like, uh, it reminded me of like the um, Willie Moon moment mm. watching it. Mm. Like, I just came out of nowhere and I was kind of almost, I was aghast. There were like three moments that really surprised me. Okay. One was that Liam kind of did a whole U turn and decided that he was actually in love with, with Georgia. Mm-hmm. The second was Georgia laying down, like, speaking up for herself laying down the law to Liam about what is and isn't acceptable and then and as a kind of like a sub point to that, but then swinging back around and saying that she did, in fact, want to continue with him. Mm-hmm. And the third surprise was then Liam's reaction to that, which was insane. To storm out and say, you don't know me. I don't want to be with someone who doesn't know me. It's over. It was The reason it was insane was that he wanted to be with her and he loved her. And then she basically said, look, here's a few shit things that you did that anyone with eyes and ears would understand as shit and you should understand as shit, but I'm prepared to forgive you for that and I think we've got something that's worth working on. And then he was just like, nah, no, you said mean things just now. She, I guess he felt humiliated. I think he's Classic got an Classic embarrassed issue. man. Yeah. yeah, just doesn't know how to deal with that. I do think... I mean, I, I can see how why Georgia would have felt shit by what happened at the final dinner party and how that would have also been exacerbated by her leaving and talking to her extremely fabulous mother who oh. looks like Jenny Lemon from Drag Race, one for the UK fans. I'm sorry, but we can see where Georgia gets her glam side. <laughs> and also her mum was the total voice of reason yeah. as well, which is, you know, she was just like, you shouldn't, you've never had a confidence problem and if this person's making you feel unconfident, like, that's shit. I will support you no matter what decision you make, Mm -hmm. but you should value yourself more. Yeah, which is terrific advice. I just think maybe Georgia's vows, she just delivered them a little too harshly. Well, this is when they need a professional final vows writer to come on board. Tick the checkboxes of the narrative arc, but also hopefully lead to some sort of... Got to manage the tone. Yeah, because it was too... It was just like, you don't believe that you deserve love, so you self-sabotage. You don't know how to be loved, which which was her trying to reach out and say, and I'm giving you the opportunity Mm. to love me. But it just sounded like she was sort of just... I don't know, taking him down many, many, many notches. I mean, the thing for me about that self-sabotage stuff is that's not something that we have heard in terms of Liam. Um, We heard it with Alana. Alana mentioned how she self-sabotages or she sabotages relationships when she starts getting scared. We haven't heard that about Liam. So unless it's a conversation that they've had, she's kind of diagnosing him, which I understand is, like, not ideal. However, everything else she said, I feel, was completely justified. I think that the way that he behaved at the dinner party was outrageously bad. Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, he benefited from Bryce being a giant villain 
because it meant that his, you know, some of his more innocuous comments and things kind of just didn't seem as dramatic as Bryce. Uh, but they were damaging. Mm. And I think, yeah, they, the, I think, you know, their whole relationship, he was kind of negging her here and there. And then it culminated in that dinner party where he said, you know, no, his family were not going to accept her. I just think that was a, the fact that that conversation happened as well in front of other people and he didn't do anything to tone it down. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, oh, he's really no filter. He's really up front. It's like, no, that's just rude. Mm. And the fact that he got a chance the next day as well to apologise and he kind of turned it around on her and made it about her insecurities and that she doesn't trust him and all this stuff. Like, I get all of that. I just thought the way that George's vows read was like at the end she was going to go mic drop, I'm so much better than you, why would I stoop? And then she went, and that's why I'm giving you another chance. Yeah. And it just felt so... I don't know. It just didn't feel right at all. I think he was just super humiliated. I think mm. he was super humiliated. And then he stormed off and that was that. was that. And they were both just kind of sobbing separately. And were they in like a, was it a church? It seemed like it were a museum. It was, it was a gorgeous setting. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful place to get your heart stomped on. And they were all just sobbing and that was kind of it. They just called it quits at the altar and Georgia was just still standing there like... Holy shit. <laughs> Something we haven't talked about is when Liam went and talked to his friend, his best friend, who, and you know his big issue is it takes Georgia a long time to get ready before we go out. <laughs> and the friend was like, girls take a long time to get ready, which it's a, a huge generalisation. But I think the point she's making is there are a lot of people who take a long time. Just because she's a glamorous being doesn't make her the only person who takes a long time to get ready. Yeah. And that was like a light bulb moment. I and mean, he was like, I think I love her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, if, if everyone's going to take ages to get ready, I might as well just take what I've got. <laughs> but also use that time. You've got borrowed time, my friend. Oh, Learn I would, a language. I would be playing games on my phone. You should count yourself lucky that, you know, you get to live in a world where you don't need three hours to put a new face on your face. Exactly. <laughs> you know, good sir. And on that note, that's the end of our podcast for this week. Until next week when we... Have another dinner party, a reunion dinner party. Oh, I am so excited for the reunion. And then one more session with the, I think everyone, does everyone come back for the for the couch session mm-hmm. with the experts? Rusty. Oh my God, I can't bloody wait. Beth's got a fringe. I'm so excited. Who's going to make it and who's not going to make it in your opinion? Do you think that, do you think that Georgia and Liam can come back from this? I don't think they will. I am hoping and praying that we're going to get some update on Melissa and Bryce. That's the thing that bothered me is Georgia got the mic drop that Melissa should have got, mm-hmm. right? She said, you know, that that delivery, that amazing kind of, like, speech, that should have been Melissa's speech. But, but it wasn't. But the problem is they both should have dropped the mics. Yeah. <laughs> but also, okay, so we're going to get an update on Melissa and Bryce. Um, Kerry and Johnny, I'm... Really hopeful for if the, if those two are not together at the back of all this. If we come to the dinner party and they arrive separately, I'm gonna just I'm walking away. If like those Craig two have David, not, here. if they have not adopted some kind of rescue animal, I'm gonna fucking lose it. That'll be the true tragedy of yeah. this show. Okay, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out the Real Pod Corner. Also, check out all our other podcasts. Subscribe to as many as take your fancy, preferably all of them, uh, and definitely subscribe to this one. Got that Drag Race Down Under the Covers episode coming out this Saturday. Thank you, Jonathan, for recording. Thank you to the spin-off members. Thank you to Alex Casey. Thank you, Jane. Resplendent and blue today. Thank you very much. Goodbye.
Kia ora e te iwi, te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.